It's 5 o'clock in pirate country, and it's time to get pumped up with the P-Man. Hit the road. 94.3 The Game is going to get you home, and the P-Man's not holding back. Yes! Yes! Pirates win! Pirates win! Bring on the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. Holy mackerel! Oh, my goodness! The flagship station of the ECU Pirates. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We are uh, up and running here on a uh, Throwdown Thursday. Second day of uh, February. By golly, doesn't it feel like it? Uh, ECU basketball last night on the road started out pretty good. Ben, I I hit a little. By the way, Ben Byram, the producer of the uh, show. Hey, Ben. Hey, Ben. Jay was not on the call last night. No, I talked to Sonny. Was doing Campbell last night. I talked to Sonny yesterday today. Twice and well, should I announce some news, Ben? Should we do a little? There, there's actually some breaking news that's just come in, but there's also some. We'll save that for next week. I've got a little personal news. Oh damn! That will I had we'll, the thing we'll ready for next week, but we do have some breaking news. Breaking. This just in. Breaking news. This is a special report on 94.3 The Game, the flagship station of the ECU Pirates. Here's Patrick Johnson. Ben, don't make it one, don't make it two, don't make it three, don't make it four, make it five, five time, five time, five time, five time, five time. ECU, five times, five different preseason national rankings. Well, now that's that's seven times now. You're confusing me. No, it was five. Five times. Do some Steiner math. Seven times five, what is that? And then you take away your five and... And you're three, right. yeah, uh, you're confusing everybody. ECU, re- Rick, uh, receiving the number 13 designation in the 2023 USA Today Coaches Preseason Top 25 poll put out by the organization today. So there you go. There's that. Um, no, Ben, I, I reached a little bit of old mandom last night. Now, in in full disclosure, I've I've been a little under the weather, and I've been kind of trying to recover and get you know you know how it goes. Ben, it was right? noticeable yesterday. Sounded and I different. actually I felt pretty decent yesterday. Feel a lot better today. Thanks for asking. And I feel um, I didn't feel good though the first two days of the week, and I sounded bad. It just was it was not good. So. Um, my docs told me to get rest, and that's what I was doing. And uh, so I, I really maybe wasn't on top of everything like I normally am. You know what I mean, Ben? Usually I'm on top of things. So yeah. I go to Plus last night, and I'm looking for the basketball game, and I'm seeing Studio when I click on the game. And so I'm thinking to myself, well, wait a minute. Maybe the ESPN, who usually gets this streaming thing with Plus pretty right, has – Cross their wires in Bristol. Well, I didn't realize till later it was on ESPN. What was it, you, last night? Ah, oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah, it was a little bit of an old man move on my part, Ben. Well, you stream. Everything's streaming to you. Yeah. But um, that was some old mandom last night. 
Uh, Pirates played well early, had a lousy several-minute stretch. By the time I figured out it was on the U and flipped there, they were down 21, but then... Had a great start, uh, <laughs> and it just immediately yeah, kind of went downhill. Really, yeah, had an awesome start, but then went downhill. And then going small with those final five or six guys over the last few minutes when they were down, I mean, they had it to where, you know, you make a shot, it's a two-possession game. Maybe that's your lineup moving forward. Maybe move things around and run with that. Well, I, again, I think it depends who you're going up against. It's all about matchups. There's yeah. going to be times you've got to go big. There's times you got to go with the smaller guys. And, and you know, not everybody's consistent. Still still a little bit of inconsistency on the roster. So uh, that's we'll get into that with a pirate report coming up. There was some breaking news. Oh, later on we're going to play Hold My Beer. Uh, Joe Football is here today, is that right? He is, along with Dom. Yep. Intern Dom is here, and uh, we'll uh, they'll play, in Dom's case, Hold My Soda. Uh, hold my beer for everybody else. Ben, are you ready for hold my beer? Yeah, I can. I can think of something. Okay. You know, I always. Something. I'm never short of complaints. Well, that's that's. There's some truth to that. Um. So last night, after we got off the air, some news kind of broke. Uh, it might have happened while we were on. Didn't see it though until we got off the air. And there was a televised. Report and a broadcast and a publication report about the Texas Rangers looking to build a stadium in the Wilmington area. This for minor Rangers, league. It's for minor league. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, it, thank you, Ben. A but not just minor league. They want to bring a professional sports team, a ballpark, and an entertainment venue to the area. This would actually be in Brunswick County, Leland kind of south of Wilmington there. But just an area that has exploded in population. The working man's beach just north of that, Ben, by about 30, well, north of Wilmington by about 30 minutes, but still exploding in population. They're building a bypass down there. It's a whole thing. Well, after a while, it won't even be the working man's beach anymore. It'll be a completely <sighs> different place. It's changed a little since they, they did the bridge, yeah. It's changed a little. So um, this group is looking at building a minor league baseball park with an entertainment venue, kind of a hybrid, in northern Brunswick County. Well, the Rangers own the Hickory Crawdads, but they also own the Down East Wood Ducks, which are based out of Kinston. Now, today, full court press from the people down in Kinston because obviously people that care, and it's not a huge number, but I mean the people that, you know, really find it a source of pride in the town that they have minor league baseball and have had it for years after not having it for, for years, it came back. That's a source of pride down there. And again, full disclosure, I'm from Kinston. I have a pretty good working knowledge of all of this. Grew up there, went to games there. I'm excited that they have a team. But with what minor league baseball is required now from major league baseball, when they eliminated teams and kind of reshuffled the deck for minor league baseball, 
what you have to do in your facilities has to be at a higher level. You know, they're not playing games on Mondays. They're trying to get players a better travel routine, more rest. You don't want guys to get burned out or hurt in the minors because ultimately they got to go and make the big league club, especially the players you've invested in that are working their way up. So the GM for the Wood Ducks went on a local radio show this morning trying to calm nerves. The NewsSports.com posted an article today calling it online rumors put to rest over the Texas Rangers' recent press release. Uh, flurry of social, I'm reading from the article now, flurry of social media posted response to a Texas Rangers news article, at least they called it that, has local people questioning the security of Wood Ducks baseball in Kinston. Established in 2017 and currently in a 12-year contract with the city of Kinston to play at Granger Stadium, the Wood Ducks are a focal point of tourism and entertainment. The article stated, quote, REV Entertainment and the Texas Rangers have reached out to the town of Leland about the possibility of bringing professional sports team, ballpark, and entertainment venue to the area. According to Wade Howe, REV Entertainment Vice President, Minor League Baseball Operations, I received a few texts and calls last night and responded to all of them that if the project happens, it would be an independent team and not the Wood Ducks. Now, we've had Hal on this show back during the uh, pandemic, GM of the Wood Ducks. We were looking for guests. I like Wade, my dealings with him. Um, and so he's kind of overseeing things now at a higher level for that entertainment group that is kind of partnered with the, the Rangers. And they've done something like this in another uh, in another state. Besides the possibility of a team in Leland, Hal discussed another independent team, and this is where he talked about it. They're doing something similar in Shreveport, Louisiana. Uh, so the article goes on to put a really happy kind of spin on all of this. Well, there's smoke, so there's some fire here. I've talked to some other people in minor league baseball today, and, and last night as well. And, you know, over the years there's been some discussions to, to what if the Wood Ducks were no longer in Kinston and where would they? This is also Hal's group and the, and the bosses of the GM that are that are inquiring to move to Leland and have a stadium built in Leland. This is not the people from Brunswick County and Leland seeking to build a team. This was, this was the ownership group reaching out to them. The story from WWAY television in Wilmington, not online rumors, but an actual, you know, news source, a, a commercial news enterprise. Minor League Baseball could be coming to Northern Brunswick County, REV or Rev Entertainment, and the Rangers have reached out to the town of Leland about the possibility, blah, 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 blah. Um, people from the Rangers organization and Rev Entertainment have traveled to Brunswick County. They have met with potential partners down there. There's a PowerPoint presentation. They're talking about a 4,000-seat stadium, 1,700 available parking spaces, more spaces for a mixed-use development. 
It would not only be a minor league park, but various events and concerts like happened in Arlington, Texas, where they have bars and restaurants and a music venue. All this could be what they're visioning in Leland. I don't even know who plays independent baseball that would travel through North Carolina. But, Ben, I, I assume you're listening to this. It's hard to tell sometimes. Does all of that sound to you like we're just going to stick an independent team in a growing part of the state? No, I mean, it sounds no. like they're pretty invested. I mean, if you're going to build an entertainment yeah. venue around it and do like an entertainment district like a lot of these major league like teams are doing right now, I mean, it seems like you got a little bit more invested in it than just sticking an independent team in a growing part of the area or growing part of NC, so really. It would seem to me that either the Crawdads or the Wood Ducks might be up because it's not going to happen overnight. And, yeah, they might be in the middle of a 12-year deal, but they're in the middle of it, which means they only have six or seven more years. Yeah, and I understand it, too. I mean, love the Wood Ducks. And, uh, you know, Hickory, from what I understand, has been a successful little minor league deal in terms of attendance, you know, getting people well, engaged. Well, they've actually but, put money in. Yeah. Not to interrupt you, but they've, they've put money into the stadium at Hickory. Yeah. Yeah, I, th I think the problem is, is like, you know, if you look at it from a objective point of view here, growing part of the area, Wilmington is constantly growing. They they, they think mm -hmm. they can make way more money in an area like Wilmington as opposed to Kenton and Hickory. Like the, the potential there and the ceiling there, they believe, could be way higher. And, uh, I mean, I understand it. I don't like it, but it, it makes sense. I'm kind of surprised there isn't already one in Wilmington. Well, they've tried, and they've not had success, but this yeah. is a different – plan and it's going to have the it's going to have a professional team owning it now look we get gm wade Howe. they've got to say what they've got to say when asked about it because you you can't have this thing totally tank especially if there's no deal done yet i i was told last night that this this was coming but it was released way and broke to the media well ahead of when the rangers were ready and, and rev entertainment were ready to announce it so this is this has happened ahead of the timeline they were hoping for. I'm not sure when that timeline was, but they knew it was coming, and it kind of caught them off guard today. And there's now, there's still minor league teams out there that play unaffiliated. I mean, they don't have an affiliation with the MLB, MLB team. I just don't know how viable that is if you're not getting that MLB money for a well, place like Kinston well, or Hickory. Why would a major league team start up an independent team that's not affiliated with them from scratch? Yeah. No, I agree, yeah. That's a waste of money. Now, it, it is no benefit to you whatsoever if you're that major league team. If if you're in the entertainment business, just build an entertainment center, build something in, in Wilmington then. So you might be saying to yourself out there driving around, wherever you're listening, what, what the hell does this have to do with Greenville? I'll tell you what it has to do with Greenville. Wood Ducks were to leave, there's a contiguous county rule. You can't have teams in contiguous counties that are touching one another. Pitt touches Lenore. Team splits. There's been a push for a long time to try to get some kind of minor league baseball, and actually there's some discussions and murmurs. Nothing official, but, I mean, there's people who feel like you could build something like that in Pitt County, Greenville, and you have a minor league team there. None of this is going to happen tomorrow. And there's still some things that have to happen down in Brunswick County, but there's a huge push right now down in the Wilmington area to get this done. 
I've been told essentially it's a it's 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 going through commissioners, council, whoever needs to approve this is basically on board to do it. So, hey, I I want the team to stay in Kinston. I understand again growing up there the significance of baseball, minor league baseball in Kinston. I mean, a long decades upon decades history. But uh, we will see. We will see. Uh, so that is uh, some, some things that have developed today. And, again, you can't fault anybody for the organization or locally for saying, oh, no, we're here. But when your bosses are the ones reaching to the other community, you're here for now. Let's just say that. All right. Uh, we'll do a pirate report coming up next. Ben, you want to give away tickets? Let's do it. Caller 5 at uh, 252-561-GAME, 252-561-4263. Let's uh, do Caller 5. When we come back, you'll win a four-pack of tickets to ECU-SMU basketball Saturday at 4 at the Coliseum. And uh, women's game on February 8th, family four-pack of tickets there and a Chico's Mexican restaurant gift card. That right there alone, any of those prizes alone are worth the time to pick up and call. So call us. We'll get the winner next. Eastern North Carolina's home for the Adam Gold Show. Come on in. Weekdays at noon, right here on Eastern Carolina's home for sports. I love sports. And the flagship station of the ECU Pirates, 94.3 The Game. This is about you, your family, and the health of all who live in eastern North Carolina. This is about the transformation of a health system into something more powerful and more human. About creating new ways to treat disease and keep you well. This is about ECU Health, which is to say, it's really all about you. ECU Health. Minds. Hearts. Purpose. Hi, Bobby. Hey, Sarah. The usual. This is the last time I'm coming here for coffee. I'm on a budget now. One sec. Cold brew for Blake? It's Jake from State Farm. Sarah, don't give up what you love. State Farm has policy options to get you a surprisingly great rate. Good. I need my iced oat milk latte with caramel and cinnamon on top. Girl, me too. For surprisingly great rates, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Call or go to statefarm.com for a quote today. In a world where a single touch can threaten the surfaces of your home, there's Microband 24. Just one spray fights bacteria all day. Bacteria incoming. Shields up, defenders. When used as directed, Microband 24 Sanitizing Spray forms a defensive shield that keeps killing 99.9% of bacteria for up to 24 hours. Touch after touch. Threat eliminated. Microband 24. Don't just sanitize it. Microband it. Now spraying in a store near you. If you've been injured in an accident and need cash now before your case settles, Oasis Financial can help. Last month, Oasis helped over 3,000 people. Why not you? If you have an attorney, call Oasis Financial today at 877-266-9107. It takes just three minutes to apply. And once you're approved, get $500 to $100,000 of your settlement in as little as 24 hours with no risk to you. That's right. Get $500 to $100,000 within one day. If you lose your case, you don't have to pay Oasis back. 
ever. So call Oasis today to see if you qualify at 877-266-9107. That's 877-266-9107. Better days are Call Oasis today at 877-266-9107. Oasis is currently not providing legal funding in Arkansas, Kansas, Kentucky, Maryland, North Carolina, North Dakota, or West Virginia. Chico's Mexican Restaurant is where the fiesta never ends. Grab your amigos and head to Chico's every Wednesday for shrimp tacos for $11.99. Plus, Wednesdays means all Mexican imports for just $2.99. Thursdays, enjoy your favorite beef, chicken, or vegetable fajitas for only $11.99. For Mexican food and fun, it's got to be Chico's Mexican Restaurant in downtown Greenville and online at chicosrestaurant.com. Chico's, where the fiesta never ends. And now, Patrick Johnson with today's Pirate Report. On the flagship station of the ECU Pirates, 94.3 The Game. All right. Uh, Pirates lose last night on the road. And uh, we had uh, Coach Houston, uh, Coach Houston, Coach Swartz uh, on the uh, post game afterward. Let's uh, hear from uh, Coach, who uh, says he was proud of the way the Pirates kind of finished up business. That group of guys, those six guys that were basically playing the last 15 minutes of the game in terms of their effort and intensity and just the fight, the fight that it takes. And we just talked about this in the locker room, that there's no reason. You know, and I thought we actually got off to a really good start in the game, too. I thought we had a similar fight to start the game. But when South Florida... Uh, you know, punched back. I thought we let up, and that was the, that middle portion of the game. And they went on that huge run in the first half, and then to start the second half, they were pretty good. Again, I'm I'm more concerned with that middle portion on on why, how we got down to that point. Uh, obviously, Tyler Harris is a dynamic player, and he gets going, he makes shots, and we're, we're going to focus on trying to figure out why we got in that position. But we will take some positives from the end in terms of the effort. Uh, look, I know it's frustrating, and and uh, I know it's also uh, this is a tougher sled without Small in the uh, lineup. I mean, that's I think you have to feel good about their chances last night if they have Small, and probably feel better about their chances the first time. I mean, just again, I think Small in the lineup makes a big difference uh, for for this team, and um, uh, you're seeing it right now in games that you feel like they should be competitive and have a chance to win. Of course, it's tough to win on the road. Well, he was so uh, dynamic Schwartz, and so well-rounded on offense oh, yeah. and no, defense. No, he could do, yeah. yeah, there's a lot he could do. Yeah, there's a lot he could do. Uh, this is Swartz on the uh, personnel groupings of what cost the Pirates the game. When guys don't do it, they have to come out of the game. And when you look down the bench, there's only so many guys down there right now. So you have to put in some different guys. You, you can't just – it's one thing to miss a shot, but if someone comes in the game and doesn't do have a – make the right playoff an assignment or execute or effort or block out, they have to come out. And if two guys do it and two guys come out, that means two new guys got to go in and all of a sudden now David Kasangani is going in the game or Valentino is going in the game. And it's just the way it works. And right now where we have to hang our hat is we have to be accountable and the guys have to be dependable to each other that they're going to do those things. And it's not about putting the ball in the basket. So, yeah, we have to try some different combinations just to see if we could not turn it over. In the end of the day, Jeff, 17 turnovers is what cost us this game. 
R.J. Felton was the uh, leading scorer for the Pirates with 18. Uh, Coach talked about his performance and USF's offensive attack. Yeah, he did, and, you know, his effort, we didn't shoot the ball well, which is frustrating. We had some good looks early, uh, but we go four for 17 from the line, and they make 10 threes. They're the, you know, one of the top scoring teams in this league and one of the better three-point shooting teams in this league, and they did it. They did it in their home building. And, uh, but uh, and f- as far as him fighting and what, R- and what RJ does, it's what he does all year. And, you know, I give him a lot of credit, and, and you know, and he, and he played well tonight. Uh, this is a Coach on the game that Ezra Ozar played, uh, and uh, he had a really nice bounce back of 15-8 and eight last night. Yeah, and like I told you, I think Ezra will continue to improve as this, you know, as we get to the second half of conference play. Uh, I'm really happy. There's two numbers that, are, honestly, I'm more proud of than anything on this whole sheet, and that is uh, five or six from the free throw line and, and eight rebounds for Ezra. And I thought he had great energy. I thought he had great fight, and I think we'll continue to, uh, we'll continue to grow. Uh, Coach Swartz on the impact of uh, the dynamic uh, guard Harris and then uh, Chua for USF. Yeah, he is difficult difficult for us to defend in there. We went to the zone and they hit a couple threes. So uh, give South Florida a lot of credit. They're a really good team with a really good coach and, and their players made plays tonight. And uh, Coach Swartz on the quick turnaround heading uh, to Greenville. Pirates came back last night, got in around midnight. They will play. What's that, Ben? Oh, there's nothing. Okay. All right. No problem. Uh, that's uh, that's today's Pirate Report. Uh, Benjamin, do you have uh, an update? Uh, go ahead and do that. Because uh, what I wanted to talk about next, we could kind of talk about with the fellers. We'll do a little hold my uh, beer next. Uh, so why about we do an update? We'll come back and do that. That'll be a lot of fun. All right. Here is Ben, B-Baby Byram. Well, oiled machine. Come ben, on, B-Baby Come Byram. on, man. Hurry up. <laughs> I got to stop every so often and clear my throat. Um, ben, B-Baby Byram with a 94-3 the game sports flash update. Thanks, Patrick. A fierce comeback fell short for the East Carolina Pirates. ECU Hoops trailed by 23 in the second half and made it interesting late. Mike Schwartz talked about his team performance late in that game and how they rallied back and showed a lot of heart towards the end. Proud of that group of guys, those six guys that were basically playing the last 15 minutes of the game in terms of their effort and intensity and just the fight, the fight that it takes. And we just talked about this in the locker room, that there's no reason. You know, and I thought we actually got off to a really good start in the game. No doubt. I thought we had a similar fight to start the game. But when South Florida, uh, you know, punched back, I thought we let up, and that was the, that middle portion of the game, and they went on a huge run in the first half, and then to start the second half, they were pretty good. Again, I'm, I'm more concerned with that middle portion on, on how we got down to that point. Uh, obviously, Tyler Harris is a dynamic player, and he gets going, he makes shots. And we're we're going to focus on trying to figure out why we got in that position, but we will take some positives from the end in terms of the effort. R.J. Felton tallied 18 points for the Pirates last night. Ezra Ozar emerged for 15-8 and eight in the loss. The Pirates returned to action at home this Saturday in Minji's Coliseum. Tip-off is set for 4 o'clock against the SMU Mustangs. Network coverage begins right here on the flagship station, ECU Pirates, with the voice of the Pirates, Jeff Charles, and Coach Michael Perry at 3.30. And live local pregame coverage of our Pirate Game Day countdown begins at 3 o'clock. 
Breaking news from ECU baseball, two parts honored in the National College Baseball Writers Association preseason All-American team as Carter Spivey and Jacob Jenkins Coward, both named preseason All-Americans by the media outlet. Congratulations to them. That doesn't mean too much. It's about postseason, as Coach Godwin would say. NC State dominated Florida State in a 94-66 win over the Seminoles. Greenville native Terquavian Smith pacing all scores with 32 points. The Wolfpack jumped out to an early 30-4 lead in the first nine minutes of the game and never looked back. The Tar Heels had their four-game win streak snapped in Chapel Hill. UNC fell to Pittsburgh 65-64 in the Dean Dome. The Tar Heels now head into a showdown against Duke in Durham on Saturday. And Philadelphia Eagles rookie Joshua Sills has been indicted on rape and kidnapping charges. Both felony charges are connected to a 2019 incident in Ohio. Leak says Sills will not play until the matter is reviewed. That's going to do it for your 94 through the game sports update. This 94 through the game sports update is brought to you by Team Boneyard, an NIL initiative directly supporting prior student athletes. For more information on how to donate, go to teamboneyard.org. On the other side, what are our latest gripes? What's grinding our gears? It's our uh, annual tradition, our weekly tradition, not even that, it's just a tradition of Hold My Beer, Patrick Johnson, Pirate Joe, Don Kosolke, and myself all chiming in on the other side right here on the Patrick Johnson Show. Online or on the go, log on to our brand new website, 943thegame.com, to listen to our top-rated programs throughout the day. You need to. Tell your smart speaker to stream 94.3 The Game to take us anywhere you are at any time. We haven't done this in a while. I kind of forgot about it. Boy, so much has been going Uh, on. Yeah, that's true. That's true. All right, so... uh, P-Man here with you, Ben B-Baby Byram. Uh, we've got intern Dom in the house today. Hello, Dom. Yes, sir. I'm glad you're feeling better, Patrick. Thank you, buddy. Look at that. That's a respect- respectable young man right there, Ben. Oh, what Take a notes. suck up. And that's fine. I, a sycophant is, is fine with me. I don't mind that. Uh, and Slow, then uh, we've got uh, Joey Football here with us. Woo! Uh, football, Pirate Football Joe. Is here. Oh, you're, you're. I think he's trying to create a sound effect. I'm trying. Cookie. I'm trying. Well, that's been his thing. Oh, Him and Cookie really have been doing that. I got to find a way to stick around. Is it? Okay. No, no. I think you're good. I think both of you young men are good. We just we gotta gotta make sure that uh, we take care of you because uh, you're doing such a great job. All right, uh, Dom. For you, this is hold my soda. So just so you know, the rules of the game. Uh, Joe is 21, so he's legally able to consume alcohol, so it could be hold my beer for uh, for him. Basically, it's whatever you want to uh, gripe about. It doesn't have to be sports. It could be sports. It could be something else. We've done it with Jim Zoki before, Ben. That was that was pretty good. Ben, do you want to start? Uh, yeah, I can start. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say uh, the Pro Bowl. I think the Pro Bowl should be abolished completely well, in terms of the event. I was going to talk about this. The Pro Bowl games are tonight. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, and... the, the, there's factual, like, I have a factual basis for this argument here. Okay. Um, the TV numbers have been dwindling since 2013 here. It's constantly, there's not been a year where it's been better than last year in terms of the TV ratings. It's constantly been declining. Last year they drew a 6.6, which is not good for any type of NFL programming. Um, people are clearly not interested in this whatsoever. I don't know how much money they make off it. I can't imagine it's much. It's getting to the point now where you have guys like Tyler Huntley, who had two touchdowns all year going to the Pro Bowl. 
making an honor, send them out on a vacation. It doesn't have to be this big spectacle. Just making an honor, and I think it'll bring a little bit more relevance and more so make it more of a prestigious kind of honor. If you just make it an honor, if you just make it a little bit of an award and send them on a vacation, that's all the guys want. Now you have guys swinging golf clubs on TV. That's literally a thing this year is they're going to do like a long drive contest. Like, who cares? Well, yeah, let me, let me, if I may, Ben. Okay. A little devil's advocate, a little devil's advocate here. But but first, this is what they've got tonight on ESPN, the worldwide leader. Dodgeball, lightning round. I don't know what that is. Google that and find out maybe what that is. The longest drive, which I think is the golf thing you're talking about, right? Precision passing and the best catch first round. I'm not sure what that is. Yeah, I think the receivers try to do like a spectacular catch. It's like a dunk contest, but receivers making crazy catches. But you got to make the throw for them to make a crazy. Yeah, it's it's. I don't. Who wants to see this? If you're trying to do that, you're gonna. But if you're trying to do that, you're probably gonna hurt yourself. I would think so. Yeah. If this isn't enough for you, three o'clock Sunday on ABC, the Alphabet Network. Uh, it'll be the flag football game, seven on seven. Team Peyton, Pey- Peyton, Team Peyton, AFC versus Team Eli, the NFC. I think it is smart to have the Mannings involved in this. Well, yeah, I mean, this is also have, going on in Las Vegas. They draw numbers. Whole thing. Yeah, they do. They do. Um, six point six, though, Ben, not a good number for NFL. You're 100 percent correct. Yeah. But it is higher rated than probably. Uh, the the Duke UNC game will be this weekend. <laughs> and, and it out, in other words, it out it outdrew it last year. College basketball, yeah, oh yeah. I mean, the, the Pro Bowl still for what it is draws a not the numbers it once did, but it draws numbers. You got to think when this was really relevant, Ben. You couldn't you didn't have access to watch every game like you do now. Yeah, I, I As think many games weren't on. You just had three a week that were on. Some form of television. I, I'm interested to see how much money they put into it in terms of how much they make off of it, especially with these TV numbers. I mean, is it viable moving forward if you're drawing that low of a number for an NFL program and to keep it going is, is the big question. I have to well, see the financial aspect of I, it. I didn't think I didn't think there was anything worse than the NFL draft, but it's gotten bigger and better, and the, the numbers draft, have yeah. reflected it. You're crazy yeah, for that. Yeah, it's become a bigger deal. Well, no, it went back in. I'm talking back in the day, Ben, when there was all in a conference room. A bunch and... of, right, a bunch of sweaty guys in a conference room. That wasn't really great television. Okay, it's a I television agree. event now, and I think it's better that they move it from city to city. That it's become a showcase now. It's really a good thing. So, trust me, they'll figure it out. Yeah, they, they're printing money. They'll figure it out. But you are right; it stinks. And I mean, if you're if you're wasting your time watching it tonight. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm just, again just presenting some devil's advocate there. Yeah, okay. Uh, who, who should should we who should we let go next, Ben? Should I go or should why don't we why don't we have uh, why don't we have Dom go? Dom always has a good taste. Hold there we my go, soda yeah. for Dom. All right, all right, hold, Dom. What you got? Hold my soda. Hold my soda, uh, specifically Diet Coke. But um, ah, there you go. I hate Philadelphia fans, and I know it's relevant right now. Any Philadelphia fans at all, it can be 76ers, it can be Phillies, it can be Flyers, it can be any sports fans. I just hate them. Even Fred Warner, uh, his wife just came out with something big that uh, she was scared of being out there by herself wearing red. I just Where I, the Niners played. Yeah, where the Niners yeah. played. Um, 
She was scared for her life doing that. Uh, Fred Warner told her not to wear red. Mm. And I'm, I am a Celtics fan, so them and 76ers have a rivalry. And also being a Vikings right, fan, right. they got destroyed in the NFC Championship uh, a few years back after the Minneapolis Miracle. And I, I just never heard the end of it. It's never been. Well, that's part of fandom. It's uh, part of fandom there, Dom. It is, but they're they're aggressive. They're they're crazy. I mean, you oh. saw you saw how they were after they won the Super Bowl. Trashing cop cars, greasing up telephone poles. Exactly. Still hasn't stopped I them. I just saw what they did when they got back to the Super Bowl. Never mind winning the su- the Super Bowl. Yeah, I bet they're gonna go crazy uh, if they lose oh no, the a, Super Bowl. A, oh, either way, Philly's gonna have some problems. Yeah, yeah. either way, it's gonna it's burn gonna, down. Philly's gonna have some. Problems. I can't imagine being someone that works at a bar <laughs> in Philadelphia this weekend. Or next weekend. <sighs> next weekend. Well, or, or any weekend, it sounds like. No, they're <laughs> thrilled. They're going to make a lot of money. Uh, yeah, but working yeah, there. Yeah, they'll make some money. Well, yeah, it's, bouncer, if you're a bouncer, yeah. you're not thrilled, yeah. It's all going to repairs. If, There's if no you're profits. working the door, you better have your insurance paid up. All right, uh, there you go, Dom. I, 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 I get where you're coming from there, but look at Dom making... Uh, Turning the entire city of Philadelphia against our humble radio clubhouse here. All right, uh, hold my beer for uh, ECU football, Joe. Uh, we, do, we, we do, actually. We have a lot of friends in Philly <laughs> on, on this uh, show. Sorry to you. All right, uh, what do you got? Uh, that's all right. What do you got, uh, What do you got, Joe? Hold my beer. I'm tired of the rain. It's been five days since I've seen the sun. I'm starting to forget <laughs> what it looks like. I, I want some kind of vitamin C to be able to get me out of bed in the morning. I feel like everything's just kind of pushing along. I don't know about Puxatani Phil or anything. I don't know if he saw the sun either, but I'm tired of the rain. That's my hold my beer. He said six more weeks of winter. I believe it. Uh, That rodent did. Yeah. You know what, Ben? uh, Philip the Ref Pilkington tweeted out today that... uh, (laughs) He couldn't live in Seattle because this is what is what it's, it's too. Uh, I know, but I'm just saying. It, 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 he and Joe are thinking. Great minds think alike, right, yeah. Joe? I mean, you can't. I can't take all the credit. London or or Seattle? No. Yeah. Oh, you no. can't take all the credit. Oh, there can't you go. It. That's okay. Or Portland. Look at Joe, the ultimate teammate. The ultimate teammate. Uh, I'm gonna go with my hold my beer is uh, UNC, and UNC fans. They got mm. beat by Pitt last night. And boy, the you talk about some butthurt media. Yeah, they complain uh, about the no calls. Which... Yeah, well, look at the end, the horn had sounded, the light was off. Yeah, it wasn't a foul. He got ball, and then, and then the contact was made after the horn. Yeah, the shot wouldn't have counted anyways. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So I mean. Come on, you've shot enough free throws, right? Yeah, well, to your to shot your enough po- free throws in other games. To your point there, I mean, they're the king of getting like unnecessary foul calls. I mean, like, come on, you can afford not to get one. <laughs> How about p- actually play some basketball? Let's like stop relying on your offense being at the charity strike. Let's play some real basketball. They have, they don't have much of an offense. Look, th- oh. you know, this game is at six thirty on Saturday, Duke and uh, UNC and Durham. And I think it's 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 it could be it could be ugly. It's one of the least I've never been like any more or less excited for a UNC Duke matchup. And I feel like people are on the same level. Like usually this is a big deal when they meet twice a year, but nobody seems to care. Like nobody's yeah. really that excited about well, it. Year. Last year it was the biggest deal. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it was almost like the Super Bowl. I mean, it was like yeah. an ultimate bragging yeah. rights deal well, there. Until they met in their version of what was the Super Bowl yeah. in the final yeah. game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Coach K That's retiring. true, too. That's true, too. Yeah, that was something. Um, 
But I'll, I'll say this. Uh, just just quit the quit the belly aching. And then I guess there's this, um, you know, the, the Capel brothers, Jeff Capel's the head coach at Pitt, Jason, his brother who played at UNC, and they're they're upset about the the UNC social media posting something uh, on there, and the media is coming to the defense. It's just a, a just silliness, just silliness on the eve of of uh, the, the big rivalry game. Just just knock it off. But there were some really upset. The fans of the media were really upset of the no call last night and Pitt winning. Big win for Pitt. They weren't nearly as upset when they lost the national championship. <laughs> they weren't. The, yeah, well, they no, were. their championship. Their national championship was, was that was Duke. Uh, the, the semifinal. They knew they were yeah, just happy to be the there. <laughs> I mean, they were just happy yeah. to be there. This well, year, look, it's like, what's the deal? I, you already know you're bad. I mean, why does it matter <laughs> if you win that game or not? I went to, you know, I said last year uh, that I didn't think Hubert was going to be uber successful. And I still, outside of four weeks. There's still merit to it. Really, they're not. I mean, there's still a lot. And look, it's early. He's got a lot to prove, and he's recruited his tail off for for next year. But I think you got to do that now every year. I mean, you've you've got to. It's not building anymore. You're you're if you're a play, if you're a program that can get top, you know, twenty talent as far as the players in the country, you're doing that every year because they're one and done anyway. So you're already kind of in that space. But with the with the portal, I mean, you're. Getting a player for a year, it's it's that kind of thing. Well, part of what made UNC uh, Duke rivalry like make it so great the past twenty years is the fact you had two of the best coaches in college basketball facing off. You don't really have that anymore. Mm-hmm. No, you no, don't know what you have. I, mean, like a, I think the I think the jury's still out on on Hubert, but the jury's definitely out on Shire. Oh, not a Shire I mean, guy. Hundred percent. There, there's things that both of them do that are. I think have been really good. You know, I like the way Duke plays defense, but again, on offense, neither team really has a, any idea. I, I don't have any idea what they're trying can I, to Can do. I pull so a Philip here real quick? Yeah, why not? Okay, well, I mean, Coach K had a very rough tenure to start with Duke. I mean, maybe it's just, That's you know, true. it takes a couple of years That's to, you true. know, kind of get going and establish kind of your yeah, culture and recruiting and whatnot. I mean, maybe it's going to yeah. take a little bit. But I understand your point. These are two programs where if you're a coach and you come in, you should hit the ground running. Well, especially you're coming off both of them with Final Four appearances the year before. Yeah. So Davis was ranked one to start the year, had the single largest drop of any AP team in the polls after their first week. Yeah. Yeah. And then Shires, that that offense looks lethargic. There's no step to it. There's no explosiveness. I haven't seen a single breakaway. It's, It's just... That. Well, we're used to we're kind of used to that with Duke, and yeah. now we don't have it. Yeah. Mm-mm. You know, I I didn't know Joe knew so much about basketball. This is quite all interesting. Right. I do it all. All right. Uh, I know you're multi talented. <laughs> uh, Dom uh, John Jansen is online one for you, by the way. Uh oh. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, you don't want that guy yeah, on. No. We need. Do we? Should we get Jansen or Brace on next week? I think for the Super Bowl, to, absolutely. Right? With the prop bets and all, I mean, that's yeah. Did somebody say prop well, bets. Well, but they're Bring also Thursday up in Philly. Me. Yeah, they're on. <laughs> Don't expose yourself, Joe. <laughs> it's legal now. We're okay. No, no, it's not. No, it's, it's not. not. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. no, do not get us no, in trouble. Joe, no, no, not. it's not. We, we, don't, we don't do that. Not. Disavowing it. Yes. No gambling. It's entertainment purposes only. Exactly. Joe, settle down. Oh, Joe's gonna. Joe, who knows what Joe's gonna do? All right. Um, shut their mics off, Ben. Let's uh, grab a break. Let's get Joe out of some trouble. 
Let's get ourselves out of some trouble. We'll be back and uh, get set to wrap things up uh, after this on the Thursday Patrick Johnson Show. Uh, tomorrow, Brian Mole will be with us, and uh, Nick Madsen, uh, we're hoping to have him, assistant with uh, Pirate Basketball, have them on the show tomorrow. We'll hear from Coach Swartz, too, uh, before the game against SMU on Sunday. That is a uh, 4 o'clock tip, 3.30 airtime on the ECU Sports Network, and uh, it will be a... Um, it will be a uh, 3 o'clock airtime on 94.3 The Game with uh, our Pirate Game Day countdown. Uh, that is uh, coming up. Uh, we told you that uh, yesterday uh, the Big 12 was meeting. Gonzaga uh, was going to be considered uh, for a potential uh, move as a basketball-only member there. Uh, so those meetings are taking place right now uh, in uh, Dallas-Fort Worth with uh, the presidents uh, and the poobahs of of the Big 12. There's also a chance that they wind up in the Pac-12, but there's also a chance that uh, some of the Pac-12 members might wind up in the Big 12, Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, and Utah. Gonzaga would make sense Uh, in the Pac-12. Gonzaga would, um, and then, you know, San Diego State remains an option for the Pacific 12 Conference uh, as well, or a Big 12 uh, possibility. And remember, there was some talk at one point about SMU maybe going. Of course, SMU is always looking, it seems like. But well, uh, It seems like SMU yeah. and Memphis are kind of the next teams to get ready for relocation in the American or expansion. or Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, that's... That's kind of the word. And I think Big 12 would make a little so, bit more sense, but Big 12 is already pretty big right now, so I don't know where well, I don't. Go. I don't think SMU winds up. SMU doesn't wind up in the Big 12. They would have wound up in the Big 12 if the Big 12 wanted them. That's true. That is that's so a good point. I don't I don't think SMU winds up uh, there if they do move on. So it's. I think it's kind of Pac-12 or bust right now. You think with the area and the tradition they have in football, they would – be a little bit more of a draw or a little bit more appealing, but I guess they haven't had the recent success and maybe the, the numbers and the, the uh, attendance doesn't well, really it's, support it's, it. It's a, it's a weird, it's a weird kind of uh, deal, you know, with, um, with kind of how they go about, you know, the politics of Texas football. It's, yep. it's a strange, it's a strange kind of deal. And and I don't kid yourself. I don't think Houston went into this. Thing. I mean, Houston's happily going into this thing apparently, but I mean, I I don't think that was a little hold my nose on that one. I think <laughs> from some or seriously from some, from some of the Big Twelve schools because they just they view themselves as look they're the best basketball conference undoubtedly, but I mean they're not they're not. Uh, yeah, I mean, they underperform in football every year. Yeah, they kind of do, if we're being honest. Preseason and I mean, number one this year in the conference, and what do they have to show for it? So, um, you're talking about Houston underperforms every year in football. I'm yeah, with the Big Twelve. Oh, okay. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, Big Twelve as well. I mean, what? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, TCU got there, but that was it was embarrassing. Um, somebody pointed this out to me. You know that Alabama's playing at 
South Florida next year in football? Oof. Oof. That is, how did that come about? Well, I'll tell you how it came about. Where, they're playing the game where, Ben? Uh, Raymond James, right? Right. In? Tampa? In? I don't Florida. know. Florida, yeah. Florida. Okay. All the great Recruiting, football yep. players are in. Yep. Yep. That makes sense. Recruiting. So if you're Nick Saban, oh yeah, I'll go to Florida and play. And it, it might even do a home and home with the Bulls. I mean, big coup for, for South Florida. Big deal for the American, but, uh, right now that game is scheduled for the 16th at Raymond James Stadium. And it, it's a total opportunity for two things. Their fans to go down and go to a pro, well, three things. Players go play in a pro stadium, right? Yeah. Uh, you go, you expose your program. They'll have, they'll have a gazillion recruits there that day. Alabama will. And then you'll also have a place your fans can get to. That's a destination. Right? Yeah, it makes it so, makes sense when you break it down. Yeah, on the surface, it's like it jumps out at you like U.S. and Bama. It jumped stinky. out at me when I was told about it. But Bama loves cookie well, they, cutters. The game might not be good. Probably won't be. All right. Uh, big thanks today to intern Dom and intern uh, Joe. Ben Byram will be back tomorrow with a uh, fresh Patrick Johnson show for you. So join us at five o'clock. We'll see you on Talk of the Town tomorrow morning on the radio. PJ Show tomorrow. Have a great evening.